At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, as we have reached the final two weeks of the PGA Tour season. The final trifecta is the FedEx Cup playoffs in round one down at TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee, went to Will Zalatoris, capturing his first ever PGA Tour victory in dramatic fashion, nonetheless, winning in a third playoff hole over Sepp Straka and Wes Reynolds. Congratulations to you once again. Another outright winner for you and Matt Humans and last week's Long Shots guest, Eston McLaren, also had Willie Z to break his maiden at the FedEx St. Jude. Yeah, it was good community play. Matt Brown, also a visa, and uh, was aboard Will Zalatoris. Uh, 25 to 1 was kind of the closer. You might have got him at 30. So, uh, look, he had to sweat it out, obviously. He had to go to the third playoff hole. He had already lost two playoffs this season, by the way, at the uh, I was Farmers. on both of those yeah, times. farmers insurance and at the PGA. So I guess if there's a such thing, and I hate this term do factor, I guess that's what it was for Will Zalatoris. But they finally, after they both uh, matched each other twice with par on 18, they went to the uh, par 311th. And we know that uh, Zalatoris hit his tee shot onto the rocks right in front of the green, and Straka ended up in the water. Zalatoris and the new caddy, Joel Stock, who just came aboard. That was the first time he was on Zalatoris's bag. Stock was last with Cam Trengali. Kind of looked at it and said, let's take an unplayable lie. Let's go back to the par three. Let's go to the tee. And Will Zalatoris was number one in the field on strokes gain approach. So it's like, boss, you got a better chance with an iron and just hole in the putt. And he holes a seven footer, despite the fact that at four to eight feet, 
I think they said it on the the NBC broadcast that he was like 200th on the tour or somewhere around there mm. for 48 foot putts, but he made the one when it counted. So uh, smart decision by Zalatoris and that new caddy. And uh, we knew it was kind of a matter of time before he got it done. He had been close so many times, but Will Zalatoris finally in the winner's circle on the PGA Tour. This week we moved to Wilmington, Delaware for round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs for the BMW Championship. And the field has been cut from the top 125 in FedEx Cup points to the top 70. There is no 36-hole cut this week, and Wilmington Country Club is a course we have never seen before in a professional setting. Wes, without any course history to go off of and the unknown factor, how did you attack the handicap this week for round two of the playoffs? Yeah, it is a little bit difficult. By the way, 68 players. Cam Smith, uh, who had a lot of controversy over the weekend with the uh, the rightful enforcement of the penalty, but the timing was not right exactly. Going about 30 minutes to an hour before his round, he got a two-shot penalty. He was two off the lead going into Sunday, and then all of a sudden you're starting four back. That makes a big difference in terms of how you mentally approach the round. So Cam Smith actually would Drew with what his agent put out as a hip injury. I don't know whether to believe that or not. I'll take it for what it is, but there's the rumors that he's going to be going to live. Well, and live is the hip thing, so maybe it's a hip yeah, injury. Yeah, it might, it might be just that, but yeah, the way I looked at this course this week with no history, this first time Wilmington is hosting a PGA Tour event, so you have to play, I guess, a little bit of a, you know, not, I wouldn't call it a guessing game, but you gotta, you know, kind of try to take a couple different approaches. So in terms of correlated course Courses. This is a Robert Trent Jones design, by the way. So in terms of what I was looking at, and they're not really featured regularly on the PGA Tour, I looked a little bit at how guys maybe fared at Firestone or Bell Reef, Congressional, Hazeltine. Those are all Robert Trent Jones designs that have either hosted majors or Firestone for years, of course, hosted that WGC event. And then from like a distance standpoint, it is a little over 7,500 yards. So Wingfoot, Beth Page Black, Torrey Pines South, all 7,500, 7,600 yards or above. But basically if what I looked at, because you do have four-inch high rough, you got to be a little bit accurate to go along with your distance. So I looked a lot at total driving, which is driving distance plus driving accuracy. Just your boilerplate strokes gain T to green, and I usually get a little more specific than that. But I felt with not a lot, with really no data to go on, you kind of had to look at that. Proximity gain 200-plus yards. There are going to be a few plus, uh, approach shots of that range. Also from 75 to 125, there's going to be some short wedges on these shorter par fours. So I looked at that. Also looked at, at three-putt avoidance. The one thing about these greens, Brady, they are massive, about 8,100 square feet. So the last time they had these massive greens was actually at St. Andrews for the Open Championship. So I looked at three-putt avoidance. I looked a little bit at sand saves this week because there are 91 bunkers. Robert Trent Jones' designs are always very well bunkered and very well protected around these massive greens. So, you know, kind of had to get a little creative where you don't have your traditional model where it's like, okay, approach and stroke gained off the tee. So that's how I approached it this week. Yeah, it appears to be a big boy golf course that will favor distance like you I also looked at total driving with an emphasis on distance over accuracy sure Uh, I looked at par three scoring on the par threes over 200 yards you've Mm -hmm. got three of them here I use that too 200 to 225 the uh, same with the par fives you've got three of them that are at or better than 600 yards I looked at strokes gained approach strokes gained putting and like you as well three point three putt avoidance considering the large size of these bent grass surfaces as far as the correlated courses I think there will be similarities to how the course plays with that of Torrey Pines. You mentioned Torrey Pines South, a big, long golf course 
with Penal Rough, Quail Hollow Club, where mm-hmm. we know that total driving is very important, and then also Olympia Fields, where they played the BMW Championship in 2020, where we saw the Bombers have a yeah, lot of Yeah, it was success. such an opposite effect, too, because in 2020, I think, what was that winning score? Like four or five under, something right. very, very sure, close to par. And then last year at Caves Valley, when it was Cantlay and DeChambeau in the playoff, 27 under, and that playoff eventually wins six holes. Well, it is time to kick off our member guest portion of the show and bring in our special guest, a longtime friend of the VEASAN network and an OG when it comes to long shots. He's appeared here on our show in each of our four seasons. It is professional better, host of the Bet the Process podcast and the founder of Unabated, Mr. Rufus Peabody in studio. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Brady. How are you? Good, good. good I know you've been playing a lot of golf yourself, not only betting on it, but playing it. I think I've reached the saturation point, though. (laughs) It happens to me every summer where I've played enough in my game, like it peaks at a certain point, and then it goes downhill pretty quickly. All right. Well, uh, how's your betting game been? It's been pretty good. Not not as good a year as last year, but... um, the money's still coming in, so that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, you and I have talked uh, golf betting together quite a bit over the years, and I guess this is a little bit of an anniversary of sorts with Super Contest Weekend coming up this weekend in Las Vegas. It was Super Contest Weekend at the Westgate many years ago where you introduced me to your modeling process for golf and how you built your programs and such. And Certainly one thing we did not discuss in that short little uh, moment of conversation was how you tweak your model when we have a golf course that we've never seen before, like we have this week in Wilmington. So how do you go about your weekly process when we have a golf course that has no competitive professional history? So listening to what you gentlemen were talking about in terms of, you know, the bunkers, the the length of the course, um, I try to quantify that stuff. So, you know, we have a lot of other courses where we know the characteristics of them. We, you know, we don't know, obviously, with this course, um, you know, what the missed fairway penalty is going to be. We don't know how many uh, greenside bunker shots per player per round will be or anything like that. But we can make essentially an educated guess on how it's going to play based on what we do have, which is, you know, we know there's four-inch rough. We know, I know the par and distance of every hole. I know how many bunkers there are on the course. I know how many water hazards there are on the course. I know how big the average greens are, you know, the average green size is. And by the way, I wanted to say that actually you guys are talking about three-putt avoidance and lag putting. putting. There's actually no correlation really between um, lag putting importance and overall green size. I'm not saying it's it doesn't matter, but I think that there's enough confounding variables there that you can't say directly that it has an impact, which surprised me, by the way. Yeah, that's absolutely a surprise. It's kind of one of those like misnomers that you kind of consider where it's like, you know, we're getting into college football. It's like, do you have an advantage playing in week zero versus a team that hadn't played the first time in week one? And it, it actually you would think works with the team that, you know, has played, but it actually has worked the opposite way. I saw an interesting discussion on social media for that earlier this week. So uh, when you look and you don't really have any data to go here, do you just kind of maybe go on a lot more recent form because the field is progressively smaller, no 36-hole cut this week, so we've only got 68 players. So do you rely a lot, little bit more on form maybe than necessarily raw statistical data? Well, I think form is always the starting point, right? And so it's, and then you're making course adjustments. But I will say, you know, um, I, Brady kind of told me he was going to ask me about this, and so I look to see because I, I don't I don't do anything different in terms of form like I think one thing is everybody played last week basically so you don't have any differences in rest and, and in a way one of the ways that you could have an edge um, is going to be gone because everybody's been playing last week and so everybody has recent data but um, 
but what is interesting is that actually in the playoffs, historically, um, recent data has mattered a little bit less. And mm. I think oftentimes I think we think of the narratives because because of a guy sort of running the table. I mean, to win the FedEx Cup, you have to play well basically you know, three events in a row or just have started right at the top. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's much more. I mean, I, I'll say that overall form does matter a little bit more in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how much to actually – believe that because um, it's a very small amount and it's not statistically significant. Um, meaning just, for example, like like the PGA Championship, mm -hmm. overall form matters more in PGA Championships than it does in other majors um, or regular tournaments. And so we're seeing kind of that same effect here in the FedEx Cup playoff courses, um, which may just because better, you know, it, it, I think part of that is going to be also the fact that it's on courses that separate better players from yeah. lesser players. And I think Long courses typically do that. Um, courses with more penal rough typically do that. Yeah, um, yep. because they're going to. It seems like there's a couple different things going on there. You've got, you know, current form that we've seen in the past where Bryson DeChambeau's gotten hot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Billy Horschel, Patrick Cantlay, and, and then you talk about, you know, you've got the better players here anyway. And 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 I want to ask you later on in the interview here about uh, some of the shorter shots on the board this week, which we have quite a few of, but. We'll stick with current form for now, and that leads us to Will Zalatoris, obviously the winner of the round one event, the FedEx St. Jude last week in Memphis. And, and Wes talked about this in the open. He's been pretty darn good all season long. I was unfortunately on the wrong end of his two playoff losses, uh, but he does get the fi uh, finally get the outright win last week, and, and it seems like you could say this guy now has got the monkey off his back and a run could be coming for Willie Z. The Tony Finau thing. Yeah, I had a I had a conversation with Adam Levitan about this a few weeks ago. Where um, after after he won that first tournament, it was like, well, is there going to be a hangover? And I was like, well, Finau's Mormon. I don't think he's going to go out and party. And I think it's <laughs> given how long it had been. I think it was kind of a weight off his off his shoulders. And there's maybe a chance he kind of, you know, kicks it into gear and wins again. And he's just so happened to do that. But uh, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I think the narrative can go either way. I mean, clearly, it's the same thing where it's been a long time coming for him. Um, I, you know, clearly he's playing very well. Um, actually, I, I've never had value on him, not once so far um, in terms of outrights, but I actually had two matchups on him last week. So um, I'm, I'm fairly high on him, probably not as high as you guys, but um, he certainly has a chance for sure. He's, 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 not, he's not in that elite tier in my opinion yet, but he's, you know, in terms of like he's not, he's not Rom, he's not McElroy, he's not Scheffler, he's not Manny Fitz, but he's, he's clearly up there. And you just mentioned a name I wanted to ask you about because when you were on this time around this time last year, we were talking about John Rahm. I think we all agreed, hey, right now this guy is the number one player in the world, and he was certainly ranked as such. He's now uh, dropped a little bit of down year, even though he got a win in Mexico. But he's coming in this week, and obviously when I mentioned total driving, who's number one pretty much all the time? It's John Rahm for distance and an accuracy standpoint. Uh, Played pretty solid in Memphis last week. T5, just had a second child a couple weeks ago. What do you think about John Rahm this week? Well, I mean, having the second child, I mean, he can't be that well-rested, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a father, so I don't know personally, but I've heard. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think Rahm, um, while I don't have him as the best player in terms of, like, DK scoring average overall, um, I still think he's actually the best player right now in the world on a neutral course just given um, how he profiles, how he's played st like statistically and you know, different, mm -hmm. different stats have sort of different right. DK rates, right? Like, like recent putting doesn't mean as much as recent 
you know, ball striking, for example, sure. that that type of thing, because um, there's a lot more randomness in, in putting on the short term. But and so, I mean, Rom's game overall just is is I mean, it's very solid across the board. But the two things he struggled with most this year um, have been around the green and putting relative to how good he normally is. And so, I think those are things that typically are going to come back the more you play. Um, and so maybe if he hasn't gotten a chance to practice that much, given the kids, you know, you, you know, I don't know. I, that's certainly having kids is not in my model, but I, <laughs> I have him as the favorite this week. Actually, no, I have him as the highest projected um, stroke average this week, that, but I don't have him as the favorite because he's not quite as high a variance player. Do you expect, uh, speaking of John Rahm, you mentioned Rory, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, do you expect that we'll get a class player, one of the top players in the world, a guy who is currently one of the shorter shots on the board to prevail this week? Or do you think this uh, event is wide open to some of the longer shots as well? Well, I think just given how many top players, like all of them, um, are playing, you know, yes, I think we'll probably get a top player. But I don't think that, you know, I guess I said that that skill overall matters a little bit more or it has in the past on FedEx cup playoff events. Um, that's factored in, but that's like, you know, we're talking like two to 3% more. So, you know, I don't think there's anything different about it in, in that sort of mm -hmm. sense. You know, and if you look at this event in recent history, obviously you don't want to over to put, put too much stock into this necessarily, but more often than not, it is going to be a class player. It is going to be a short price. I know Keegan Bradley at Aronimink back in 2018 was 141. Mark Leishman was 45 to one the year before. But you look, Cantlay 25 to one last year. Rom 10 to one at Olympia Fields. Justin Thomas 16 to one at Medina. DJ 10 to one at Crooked Stick. Jason Day uh, uh, 750 at Conway Farms. So usually you are going to get a class player. I think in this thing. Anybody in the field, Rufus, that you specifically are looking to fade this week? Are there one, two, or more players that you feel just don't fit this course, or for one reason or another, you're taking a stance against them this week? You know, I don't know. I haven't looked through um, the matchups we have. Just that's that's my brother who's handling you know handling the actual operations of that. Um, I would say that I think that shorter hitters are definitely going to be at a disadvantage. Um, I think sort of the let me try to find a name here um, of someone that's. Um, that I'm going to be a little bit low on. I got to I got to scroll down the list here, but um, I, I don't like like okay. I have Chris Kirk pretty low. I mean, but but out of the top players, I I think most of them. Um, you know, let's see. I you know I don't particularly like Zalatoris. I don't. You know, I'm just looking relative to market odds. Um, I don't particularly like Sam Burns. Um, but nobody nobody really stands out because as you said, I mean it's it's. We don't have that much information on the course, and mm -hmm. so it's, you know, I think you could make an argument um, that driving accuracy could matter a lot because of how thick the rough is, but given the fact that you have these big greens and you have these sort of, um, you don't have a lot of rough surrounding it, you have run-up areas, mm -hmm. you know, that it could play like a winged foot, and right. a Bryson DeChambeau bomb and gouge approach could work yeah. where where basically the, you know, if nobody's, if the greens end up, if it ends up being firm and fast and everybody has trouble hitting the greens, then it's just going to be about hitting it far and having the strength to be able to, to, to muscle the shots up out of the rough, which generally the shorter guys don't have as much, you know, don't have as much of that. So, 
Yeah, from what we saw for a weather standpoint, it was a lot obvious. These guys are wearing sweaters this week. I saw Tiger Woods get off the Gulfstream G550 for that player meeting that's going to be held Tuesday afternoon as we record this, and he's wearing a big flannel like from the L.L. Bean catalog. So uh, a <laughs> lot chillier than it was in Memphis where it was uh, the usual late July, early August heat down there in Memphis. So yeah, I don't know how much that's going to factor in uh, on this course specifically, but Rufus, if we gave you a foursome and you said, okay, we're going to say you can have four outrights this week in this field of 68 here at the BMW Championship, who would you be going with this week? So can I price shop? <laughs> I mean, a yes, lot of it. Absolutely. Um, let's we see. recommend it. Uh, I would take, <laughs> first off, I take Rom, and I did take Rom at 14 to 1. I, I don't know if that's still on the board anywhere. It looks like last I scra- checked, There's my a scraper, DraftKings at 14 to 1. I make, I make Rom um, plus 1170. Okay. True price. So some, some nice, uh, what's that, 18% value there. Um, surprisingly, I actually show a little bit of value on Jordan Spieth. At, if you, you know, I know Pinnacle had 50 to 1. Um, I make him 39.4 to 1 right now. Uh, going a little further down, um, you know, I'm going to stick with kind of guys near the top, just, but uh, Hat, uh, Terrell Hatton. Mm-hmm who seemed, when I watched him on, on featured hole coverage, he seemed remarkably composed after hitting a ball in a bunker. So maybe he's turned <laughs> off a new leaf. Which for Terrell Hatton. <laughs> um, I make him 53 to 1. So um, I know Pinnacle had 71 to 1, but I'm not sure. You know, I, most places you're probably not going to find a great price there. Um, let's see. And going further down, um, I like, I kind of like Harold Varner, actually, if you can get like at 130 to 1. You know, he's, I make him 109 to 1. He Played pretty poorly last week, missed the cut, and I think, um, but I think he's, you know, he overall, he's a pretty solid overall player. And you can usually get good prices on Harold Varner the third as well. Yeah, I think the fact that he hasn't really closed one out, I guess he yeah. did it in, in Saudi Arabia. Yes, right. that yeah, when he made that what ninety foot eagle. Fight. Yeah, <laughs> I might have even been triple digits. I don't know, but you know, I think I think sometimes there is this notion that a guy can't close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and I think. Guys can be kind of underpriced until they do at a certain point. Scotty Scheffler was a guy I played this week, and I got him at a pretty juicy price. He's come down since, but I think maybe the initial offering of his number was because he missed the cut last week. What did you get him out of? I got him at plus 19.50. I think that's great value. Yeah. I make him 16.7, so... All right. Well, that is going to do it. Thank you very much, Rufus. You can follow him on Twitter at Rufus Peabody. When we come back, we will go across the pond and Wes will take a look at the, uh, this week's DP World Tour event in the Czech Republic. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Thank you very much to Rufus Peabody, our guest this week on Long Shots, to help us cover the BMW Championship. But now it's time to go across the pond for the Czech Masters at the Albatross Golf Resort in Prague. And Wes, not the sexiest of looking of fields, but that doesn't mean we can't bet on it. Yeah, a little bit of an upgrade over last week at the uh, Hand of World Invitational. Uh, nothing doing for me last week. You and Ferguson, by the way, of Scotland, his second DP world title of the season beats his countryman Connor Seam uh, or Connor Syme rather who's got back-to-back runner-ups now also Borja Vito of Spain shared runner-up so uh, we hit Callum Shank one a couple weeks ago gonna try to get back on the horse on the DP World Tour just to break down the top of the field Thomas Peters of Belgium is the favorite about uh Plus six fifty, plus seven dollars. He's won this event twice, twenty fifteen and twenty nineteen. Also was the runner up in twenty sixteen here in Prague. Victor Perez up there on the board, sixteen to one. Eddie Pepperell twenty to one, who lost by one shot about four weeks ago at the Hero Open to Sean Crocker, who's twenty five to one. Henny Duplessis in this field this week from South Africa, twenty two to one. Couple other fellow live defectors, Laurie Cantor in the field, twenty five to one. Ian Poulter at thirty to one. I did not select any of those. By the way, this is the Albatross Golf. Resort just out in the outskirts of Prague in the Czech Republic. A little bit less than 7,500 yard, par 72. Johannes Veerman is the defending champion. He won here at 15 under, but we've seen 20 some under win here a couple times. So uh, you would expect this is a, a relatively attackable course, really, when you look at it. And I gravitated a little bit toward Bombers this week. Uh, first guy I played. Uh, Thurston Lawrence, 28 to 1. He's got four top tens in his rookie season, the South African. Uh, first time on the DP World Tour, played a lot of challenge tour, a lot of sunshine tour. So he, uh, I think, is not too far from his form that he had in the late spring. 28 to 1. Another South African, our, the biggest hitter on the DP World Tour, number one in driving distance, is Wilco Neenaber at 31 ah, to he's 1. He's longer than Burmester, huh? Yeah. And and Wilco, he's, I think he's going to be a popular pick, but sometimes the community pick wins. It won with Shankwin a couple weeks ago, it won with Zalatoris last week in Memphis. So maybe Wilco uh, uh, has the uh, win this. This week, uh, Paul Waring, 35 to one runner up at the kazoo classic four weeks ago, and then followed that up uh, two weeks later with an eighth in Wales at the kazoo open. That was where Callum Shanklin uh, cashed a little 22 to one for us. Will Besseling, a Dutchman, 45 to one. He's one of the longer hitters also on the DP world tour seventh in this field for strokes gain off the tee 13th overall on tour for driving distance. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this name right. Nicholas Norgard Moller uh, from Denmark. Uh, DP World Tour rookie at 30 years old. He is third on the tour for driving distance. I have him at 65 to 1. And then a guy not known as a big hitter, but just as I think is in good form, is Gavin Green uh, from Malaysia. 70 to 1 plays, kind of splits his time on the Asian Tour and also the DP World Tour. Gavin Green actually has been the first round leader here twice. And this tournament has only been had since about 2014. So He's done it twice now, and he comes off a runner-up finish. He was tied for second in Singapore in that Asian Tour Invitational Series that they had that Patrick Reed went over and played last week. So uh, those are my six for the D&D 
Real Checkmasters. All right. Well, we will take a quick break. And next up is our match play segment. We'll go over all of our plays for the BMW Championship for myself, Wes, and our colleague Matt Humans as well. When we come back right here on Long Shots. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play welcome back to long shots brady cannon and wes reynolds with you and matt human's not here in studio this week with us but of course he sent in his plays and we will go over those first as we kick off our match play segment all the plays from all three of us for the bmw championship round two of the fedex cup playoffs and just outrights for matt humans this week and he and i actually match up on a few of them he's got just four and like rufus peabody he is also on John Rahm at 14 to 1. He is on Tony Finau at 17 to 1. And you can find a little better than 17 in the market right now on Finau. He is on Colin Morikawa, who took fifth last week in Memphis. Morikawa at 23 to 1. I've seen maybe slightly better on him, but a pretty good consensus number there is 23 to 1. And then Cameron Young, you know, he got Willie Z home. He's been playing Willie Z a lot. He's played Cameron Young a lot as well. And he's got Young. West at 28 to one. Yeah. Matt and I actually match up on a couple ourselves. I did play John Rahm at 14 to one. I know you can't model the nappy factor, but that's (laughs) another feather. I think in Rahm's cap this week, but that's not the main reason. Uh, down year by his standards with the lone win in Mexico against what was one of the weaker fields that we've had on tour this year, but on a longer golf course where total driving is going to matter. Why not take the best guy out there? And he is number one in total driving by a decent amount, combining the distance and accuracy ranking first top five since that win at Mexico. He had last week at Memphis. Uh, He actually led the field in scrambling and also in greens and regulation. I don't think those stats are really high on the model necessarily, but at least it shows very good play. So John Rahm, 14 to one Xander Schauffele was another guy on my model that popped out uh, and he's basically 20 to one market consensus. I found 22 to one at circus sports if you're around here in Las Vegas or in the other jurisdictions where Circa resides. 
He was seen as a guy, you know, that couldn't close out wins unless they were against shorter fields. Well, he put that to bed, consecutive wins at well, the Travelers. Well, what we have here is a shorter field yeah, and uh, no he's cut back to event. the bread and you butter. Know, that, that's right, exactly. Yeah. But he had victories and consecutive starts at the Travelers and at the Genesis Scottish Open, which is why he was so high on some of the stats. Uh, you talked about, and I did kind of the – par five, 600 to 650 mm-hmm. yards as well. He's number one in the field for that. He's number one in the field for strokes gain, par three, 200 to 225. Number one in proximity gain, 200 plus yards over the last 36 rounds. So I thought his recent form, even though, you know, wasn't that great in Memphis last week and, you know, it was just kind of okay at the open, but I thought his recent form outweighs a lot of people in this field and he was priced like ninth in the market. I mean, you have a lot of guys that are 10 to one to 20 to one in that range and he was priced down there. I thought anything 20 to one or better on Xander Shoffley was generous. Uh, Cameron Young, 28 to one. We'll see if that narrative happens uh, where the Wake Forest guy that's been close a couple times. That was Will Zalatoris, of course, last week. Finally got his PGA Tour win. No reason Cameron Young can't do the same. He's got five runner-ups this season, dating all the way back to that Sanderson Farms in the wraparound schedule last fall. Two other third-place finishes. He was only T31 at Memphis last week, but he's fifth overall T to green led the field for strokes gain off the tee, which usually he is going to be up there choosing like him or Rom or McElroy that usually leads that category. It was really the putter that kept him out of contention. 4.5 strokes on the greens loss, but uh, I think he might fare a little bit better on the bent grass this week. Victor Hovland, who I found at 33 to one T 20 in Memphis last week, but gained in all categories except for strokes gain around the green, which is not surprising. We know that's kind of his weakness chipping and, uh, you know, getting in those like, tight lies around the green. He needs to really work on that, but I don't think he's going to have to rely on it that much this week because these greens are absolutely massive. And we saw massive greens and Cameron Young kind of fits that theme too. Both those guys were in contention at the open championship in St. Andrews. I know that this is a different style of course. This is not a Lynx course. This is a tree line parklands that they have in Wilmington, Delaware. But with those large greens, that says a little bit about the lag putting, and I know there's not really a correlation in the model. It's kind of maybe going more of a gut here, but Victor Hoplin, 33-1, to and also Joaquin Neiman, 40-1. to T13 last week, second in the field, though, on approach, so his irons are on point. Genesis Invitational winner, we were aboard him uh, out there at Pacific Palisades at Riviera earlier this year. He's gained off the tee in every start this season, so I think this is a guy who could really drive the golf ball well, and he's drifted as high to 40-1. to I think that's a big price in this field. Well, uh, that is a good-looking card, and we certainly match up on a couple there. I, I went really chalky this week, and it kind of goes to what we were talking about with Rufus. Well, that, and we, uh, yeah, and we were mentioning that. Look, you don't see a lot of longer bombs. Uh, putting Keegan Bradley and Mark Leishman aside as a middle price guy, these guys have all been 10, 15, 20, 25 to 1 in that range. Well, and, and you've got 68 players in the field, and I'm going to say about 35 of them have a real shot to win it. Yes. And, and 19 of the top 20 in the world are here. So, you know, like Rufus alluded to earlier as well, I think it, and you talked about it as well, I, I think it is going to be a class player. So I, I pretty much went with the top of the board here, and, and in fact, right to the top of the board. I took Rory McElroy at plus 1050. Now, he missed the cut last week in Memphis, but I'm 
okay with that. He's still number three in the world, and I think some would argue that he's the very best in the game right now. And if you go back to the Masters, that's nine events that he's played, including Augusta, and he has six top ten finishes in those nine events. And and like I say, when you've got a field of 70, which is only 68, and uh, you know maybe only 35 guys have a legitimate shot to win this, I don't mind a little better than 10 to 1. Uh, the best weapon he has in the bag is his driver. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be very important this week. The correlated courses I use, Torrey Pines and Quail Hollow, he's been brilliant. He's got a 16th, a 3rd, and a 5th at Torrey with a 7th at the U.S. Open there last year. And, of course, Quail Hollow, he owns the place. He's uh, won there three times and has six additional top 10 finishes at Quail Hollow. Uh, John Rahm, I am on him as well. That's a triple play for you, me, Matt. Maybe get a quadruple play, Rufus, on John Rahm as well. I know, it worked out last week with Salatora, so I'd be just fine if it does the same. Absolutely. Last year's BMW champion at Olympia Fields, which is another course that I felt uh, is going to play similar to this week's Wilm- uh, Wilmington Country Club. Uh, he owns Torrey Pines, has has wins both at the Farmers and, of course, last year's U.S. Open. I, I like the way he came around last week where he got progressively better. Shot a 69 on Friday and then went 67-66 on the weekend. Nobody better in the game at total driving, really, for about the last three or four years on tour. I thought 14 to 1 was pretty nice, and we have seen it come down all the way down to close to 10 to 1 now. Uh, I am on Tony Finau with Matt. There are some slightly better prices out there than the 17 to 1 I got, but another guy that just absolutely owns Torrey Pines. He was fifth last year at Olympia Fields, and, and he's one of the hottest golfers on the planet right now. Number one in the field this week on the par fours from 400, uh, from 400 to 450 yards. And Wes, I think there's some motivation for Finau that he has an outside shot at player of the year right. if he wins the FedEx Cup championship. Yeah, I think absolutely. You would think uh, Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Smith, of course, right, right in the and mix And will for they that. give it to Cam Smith? In uh, le- I think I he has wonder. to win the whole thing to, to be awarded that. Yeah, because right now, if you look in the current FedEx Cup points, Zalatoris is number one, Scheffler two, Cameron Smith third, Sam Burns fourth, and Tony Finau right there in fifth. But we saw Zalatoris with that win. He was 12th to start in Memphis last week, and now number one, a very narrow margin over Scheffler. Uh, and Scheffler, speaking of Scotty, he is on my card as well at plus 1950. He's down to about 15 to 1 uh, as I see it in the market now. Uh, I mentioned maybe the uh, higher price was offered because he missed the cut last week, but really all he did poorly is he didn't really putt too well. And now he goes to a place like we've talked about with large, undulated, bent grass greens. And what did he do the last time he was on a surface like that at Augusta National? Well, he won the Masters. Uh, also took seventh last year at Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open, and he's one of the very best in the world in total driving. Uh, I'm with Xander Schauffele on you, Mr. Limited Field, Mr. No Cut Event. You got to go with him. Had a second at Torrey Pines for the Farmers and a seventh at the U.S. Open, a 14th at Quail Hollow, and a top 25 at Olympia Fields last year for the BMW. He's been red hot this summer, and you mentioned best on the field, best in the field on approach. He's always been great at total driving, and he's also excellent in proximity from 150 to 175 Mm -hmm. yards. And then finally, I match up with Matt on this one. I'm also on Colin Morikawa. 
He was 0 for 2 across the pond. He missed the cut at the Scottish and the British Opens. But prior to that, he took fifth at the U.S. Open, and he was fifth last week in Memphis. And I don't think Morikawa is a bomber, but I think he's longer than people realize, and he's extremely accurate. He's great on the long par fives. We know how good he is on approach, and he's number one in the field in proximity from 150 to 175 yards out. Yeah, I used him last week on my card. He finished tied for fifth, actually played very well. I know uh, a regular guest here on Long shots John Hazelbauer mm-hmm. uh, r- r- kind of uh, liked a little bit of the course correlation with TPC Harding Park and of course who there won there go. at the PGA a couple years ago that would be Colin Marikawa. Uh, I only played one full tournament head-to-head matchup this week, and that was Keith Mitchell, minus 125 over J.T. Poston, and this kind of goes into our storyline for the week. It's a bomber versus a shorter hitter. Yeah. J.T. Poston, uh, not very good in distance and not very good in accuracy either. Keith Mitchell, second only to John Rahm on tour mm-hmm. in total driving. Yeah, I played just two this week for matchups. I have Maverick McNeely minus $1.30 over Denny McCarthy. Maybe Denny McCarthy puts the lights out. That's sometimes what he can do. But he can also be very erratic. He was in contention for a while in Memphis last week and then had a had a shot he hit in somebody's cup. You know, the ball landed <laughs> in there and one where it bounced, you know, off like the rocks and it bounced over to like the next hole. So he was kind of all over the place on Sunday. Taylor Pendrift also minus 150 against Christian Bezadenhout. That is going to do it for this week's edition of Long Shots. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the BMW, and we will be back next week with Mackenzie Kramer of ESPN's Daily Wager to cover the season's final event, the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Have a great golf week, everybody, from all of us at VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.